It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Repeat that, but 
what she said. We have a we got an exclusive listen to her new uh, mixtape, No Days Off, which is coming out on July second. I got a little early exclusive peep at that, and I am so excited. Um, I want to give y'all just a little little taste, not too much, but just a little taste to tell y'all where I'm coming from because I'm saying the joke is hard. The joke is so hard. Hold on. Let me let me see. You're in the mix. In the mix. With DJ. 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 White Owl. Mia Amber, she passed away, 
but we're going to do a tribute for her, and I cannot wait to walk the runway in support of that. Boyanza Lee, look like you got some information that you want me to look at. What is this? What is this? Yeah, what I'm saying is we got a lot of things going on over here in Cap City, so we may be checking this out. This is on um, Chakra Caribbean Festival. They got a lot of good foods. This is going to be the, uh, at the 17th Street Farmer's Market. So if y'all ain't doing nothing, you what, know what I'm saying? What day is that? That is, that, that is the 9th. July 9th? Yeah, that is July 9th. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, you just, we got a whole lot of things going on. So if y'all ain't doing nothing, it's the holiday weekend coming up, so y'all be safe. Please don't drink and drive. Go watch those fireworks. You know where we're going to be at. You know, just uh, just have a good time and be safe out there. Okay. Um, And before we get into that, you said you had some updates on the sports sector. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, NFL going on, y'all. We uh, They got a big meeting tomorrow, so cross your fingers. It's going to be a four-day thing. So hopefully this lockout will not last that long, so football may still be on. Okay, so I want to know. From a male perspective, because I feel like the ladies could care less. It really doesn't matter. No, you got women fans. You do have women fans, but it's not like a diehard, oh, my God, what am I going to do if I can't watch football situation? Yeah. So if football is not going to happen this year, what are you going to do? Well, wow. Do you have an alternative? I mean, is there? Well, it's also, I'm I'm, I'm always grinding. So there would be more, more time to grind with that. And... I was gonna spend time with my son anyway because we both was gonna get it in with the with the foods and stuff, and I was gonna kind of <laughs> educate him on the game. So either way, it would have been a good situation for me. So I'm still gonna. So do you that. wouldn't? You're not losing out on anything. I'm not that. losing out on anything. Cause I'm still gonna have time with my son, so I'm good. Okay, okay. So for all you fellas out there, if you're really devastated by what's going on with football right read now, read a book. Yeah, why don't you read a book? <laughs> Read a book, write a book, I don't know, yeah. do something. Yeah. Take your lady out. <laughs> go jogging, go running, go play some basketball. Yeah, just get off the couch. Yeah. I really hope it doesn't happen because I really want to see more men off the couch. That's just me. You really hope that it that it locks out. Yeah, I could go a year without sports for a little bit. But no, I, it goes a little deeper than that, Miss Diva. What? How does what it I'm affect me? Is, like my boy Ray Lewis said, a lot of those guys – are not equipped for that. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of stuff that's going to go on if these guys don't get back to what they love doing. So they're going to go crazy? Are we going to have a bunch of I mean, steroid I'm heads? Not, I don't know. I, I can't say steroid heads because everybody don't take steroids. But you know what I mean. But what I'm saying is <laughs> the people, like, I don't know. If you've been looking to the news here lately, it's been a lot of NFL cats getting in trouble. Okay. They don't know what to do with themselves. So let's not have another let's get them back, yeah, let them get back into their game so they can get their positivity on. They don't have to be sitting here thinking negative or trying to get this money yeah. to pay these bills that they don't create it. Yeah, you're right. You are, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. They're going to lose out on money and everything. Yeah, so they're trying to get their little side be, hustles and grinds and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, you I, w- I would be devastated now. if I couldn't do what I really love. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So and you'll be sitting here thinking of ways of trying to get that money. Well, I know? hope you guys stay out of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very important. So yeah, let Please. them boys play their game. Y'all too big and we can't stop you. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. All right. So we got a fantastic show for you guys lined up today. We have Tony Gaskins on the show, life coach, um, motivational speaker, right, filmmaker. Right. He's he's incredible. First of all, anybody that I've talked to, they talk about his tweets and how he's what they say, quote unquote, diva man. He be tweeting some real stuff for real, man. Oh man. That's, that's how they, wow. Why you that's, do that? That's how they said it. That's how they said it to no, me. Man. Why you do that? That's how they said it to me. Come on. So I followed him for a little bit, and I was like, yeah, he's, he's too. <laughs> Humble and knows where the source is from, where all this goodness is coming from. And he's been so kind enough to share his life experiences with the people that follow him in order to motivate and inspire them to change. And that's what Gap to Diva Radio is all about. So it's only natural that we get him on the air. So let's not wait anymore. Let's go ahead and get Tony Gaffer's on the show and find out how he got started and exactly how he's changing lives and relationships all over the world. 
Tony Gaskins, welcome to Gaps with Diva Radio. Hey, how are y'all? Can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Welcome. Thank you. With that clap. Y'all need to wake up out there. Wake up. (laughs) Thank you for having me. No problem. First and foremost, um, you know, read your bio. You are apparently are really doing it. You're really doing it. 72,000 people on Twitter following you and holding on to your every word. I want to know how you got started from the jump because you went through pretty much a, a little bad spell to find your calling. Right, right. Well, I guess, you know, we all have we a calling and we all and have we all a have purpose. purpose. And I was, and running, I was from. running from Mhm. And so and after, after running for so long, I finally lost my legs. And at that point, I had to, you know, sit down and realize what it is I'm here for, what God put me here for, and I had to accept my calling and start walking in it. And so that was 2007, and I just vowed that I would never be the same and that I would, you know, change my life you know, live for Christ and motivate others to do the same. And, uh, you know, it just started from there, from that decision. Okay. Now, a lot of people that come on the show, they talk about how they had this drastic change in their lives where they decided to walk down the right path. Now, was it subtle hints that were getting you to that point, or was it a, a huge impact that made you just wake up, that shocked you out of that life that you were living before? Um, you know, it was subtle hints, but a lot of times we don't feel those, you know, those little nudges. We ignore those. And then finally we have to get hit with a blow that we can't, you know, ignore. And that's what I try to help people do is pay attention to those little nudges. So, you know, I it started, you know, going to college and getting hurt in college to where I couldn't play football and getting hurt again and again and again, but yet being the best athlete on the team. And I should have woke up then and realized I needed to change my life. And I didn't. And then it went to getting kicked out of school, getting kicked off the team, getting kicked out of college. And then it went to coming home and and failing in my grades in college. Then it went to losing an apartment. Then it went to uh, losing a child. And, you know, just thing after thing that I wasn't mature and I wasn't ready to accept, you know, life. I just kept getting them little nudges. Then finally, I put my whole heart into, you know, just in the streets and living that lifestyle and, you know, looking successful. And I had an Impala, you know, on 22s. And if anybody know anything about a hood, that mm-hmm. mean a lot. That, that mean a lot to you. That's your symbol of status. And, you know, I was 22, 23. And, you know, here I got this car, you know, and it means everything to me. I'm loving that car at that point more than I love my wife, more than I love my child that's in the intensive care unit because yeah. it meant, it meant oh, he's made it, he's somebody. And for a lot of men, that's all you want is to feel like you're somebody, you know, to feel like that you've arrived or that you've accomplished something in life, you know, it's connected to your dignity and, and who you are as a person. And so the last straw, I say the the straw that broke the camel's back was when I got robbed and I lost my car, you know, my rims and everything that was in it. And oh. it put me, you know, $30,000 in the hole. And it just showed me that, you know, chasing them, them street dreams, it's all vanity. You know, it's nothing to it. You know, chasing anything that doesn't, that isn't connected to your purpose, it's all vanity and vexation of spirit. And you can build, but it all get knocked down. So that was the straw that broke the camel's back and showed me that I needed to live a life of purpose that wasn't based off material things and how much I could acquire or how much I could get in life, but how many lives can I touch and what type of legacy can I leave on this earth after I've stopped breathing. And so that that's what forced me to change. Wow. Now, when you decided to make this change, I'm sure that a lot of people that you surrounded yourself with before may have noticed, what were they saying? Well, you know, I took it upon myself to tell them as soon as I made that change, you know, as soon as we make a decision, we need to take massive action. And a lot of times we make a decision, but we don't change anything. We don't take action. And so 
I called them. You know, I called some of my closest homeboys. I called my cousins, you know, the people that I was in the streets with, and I told them, hey, man, I'm changing my life. You know, I'm getting out of these streets. I'm not going to be in the club. I'm not even listening to rap music no more because that affected my thinking. That that affected my thinking. Listening to Lil Wayne, listening to Plies, you know, that affect. They was they was teaching me how to sell drugs. They were teaching me how to hit licks. They was teaching me how to live that life. So I changed my input. I changed my input. I changed my surroundings. I took massive action. And they was like, you know, man, I feel you, but I don't feel you. But at the end of the day, it really didn't matter. Um, I knew what I had to do. And um, so I cut a lot of people off, and I just I fell in the arms of, of my wife and my child and God. And that's those were the three people that I focused on wholeheartedly. And, you know, that that's what helped me to then begin to, you know, climb and, and to be elevated and start, you know, doing what I'm doing now. So you didn't have anybody in your circle that, encouraged you and motivated you to go towards what you were what you were trying to achieve? A lot of people just said they didn't feel it. I mean, I didn't have any. I had my father, you know, and I had my wife, you know. So my father, you know, he was a pastor growing up, and he had, you know, at that point given up the church and got a divorce from my mom. So he had his own situation. But yet uh-huh. he, still had, he still had that wisdom. So he was like, you know, my life coach. You know, he taught me how to love all over again. You know how to love my wife. You know he taught me how to be a man at that point in my life, and um, that was it. I mean, all at the end of the day, you know, you have that support system. But even if they weren't there, I had God and I had His Holy Bible, and that's all I really needed. And um, so I just, you know, dove into it and I started accepting that living, and I and I got that. I started reading that that manual, you know, that on, that owner's manual for life, and that's really what was my my roadmap. Okay, okay. Now, that's some powerful stuff, and I, I know many people who have decided to make that change. Did you come across any points that made it difficult? I know you said that you gave up the rap music and the club and all that, but, um, you know, from what I hear and from what I've even experienced, temptation comes harder to you when you decide to make that change. Right, right. Right. It was always, you know, temptation there. And, you know, sometimes you slip and fall, you know, but I had to always keep my eyes on the prize. And like I say, you know, if you can look up, you can get up. Well, that's Les Brown, you know, that I got that from. And, you know, I, I held on to that. So, I mean, you you come and, you know, a lot of people coming at you. For me, it was more so than anything was female. That was my, that was my weakness, you know. I mean, it was, that's why I wrote my book on relationships, because I was a womanizer, I was a player. You know, I was a controlling, abusive boyfriend. You know, that was my weakness, being in relationships, toxic relationships, and you know, uh, sex, fornicating. So that, uh-huh. that's what I had. That's what I had to break free from more so than the selling drugs or the going to the club or hanging out, you know, with the wrong crowd. You know, I had to consecrate my life as far as you know, keeping my eyes on the prize and not, you know, having, you know, the Delilahs, so to speak. You know. Uh-huh. You know I had to become Samson, but without Delilah, and wow. uh, break free from that. Okay, so let's talk about the book um, that you wrote and published, a tell-all called What Daddy Should Have Told. And this is a book about your experiences with women or um, you have advice for women? Um, It's both. It's, it's ten questions from... It was, at that point, college-age females, mostly African-American, and it was 10 questions that, you know, the 10 most asked questions that women were asking about men. And I took and I answered those questions from a male perspective who had, and I made sure that I had experience with each question so that I could not only give my own insight and input on it, but I had personal stories to tell, you know, why I felt the way I felt. And, um... So that's really what it was. It was from the heart. I wrote it as if I was writing it, you know, to my mother and to my sister, you know, mm-hmm. giving them the game, you know, giving them the game, that real, that raw, you know, just un- unbiased, just straightforward. Okay. And what type of uh, feedback did you get from the women that had the opportunity to read the book? For some, it was too real. But, you know, for, <laughs> for all you know, for all of them, it was, uh, it was eye-opening and it was helpful. 
my little sister, she was going through a lot at that time, and, you know, she was grown. And um, she she couldn't read it for the longest time. I mean, she couldn't get through it. You know, she said she would just throw it down, you know, crying because it was so real. And she was able to see exactly what happened to her in her life being written out on paper, like this is what's going to happen. And so, and it was older females in their 30s and 40s, you know. It was actually a female that was about 32 in corporate America, professional woman, single at the time, uh, you know, celibate. And she read the book, and she's the one who titled it for me. She was like, this is, you know, what daddy never told his little girl. And, um, you know, so it was just real. It was real and raw. And um, But for some, it's too real because a lot of, you know, females live in that fantasy world, you know, that fairy tale, Cinderella, you know, glass slipper type world. And that's really not is is what they're faced with. Okay. Now, I know a lot of men who write books uh Telling the women the game and giving the game away to the women. What did the fellas have to say about the book? I mean, even some of my homeboys, some of my closest friends, like, man, you hating, you selling not, you know, you giving, <laughs> you know, you giving away the game. And I mean, they really took it to heart. They was really hurt. I mean, they was really upset. And I mean, some of my closest friends, you know, so it was a mixture of jealousy, hate. You know, and it really was because I was going to another level in my life, and they weren't ready to go to that level. But they knew the same female that they were trying to run game on would be the female that would read the book, and it would shut the game down. And uh-huh. that was that was my whole intention, you know. And I was I was real confident, you know, when I was in the streets and what, what I was doing. So, so I, you know, if I could relate it to basketball, you know, to the the game of dating, if I could relate it to basketball, I felt like joy. And so when I retired from it, I was like, I got the right to, to give away the game because I played it better than anybody else out here. And so that's why I wrote it, because I felt like if a woman could learn how to deal with me, how she could handle the type of man that I was because I was ruthless out there, that she could handle any other one of these guys out here. And so, and I wrote it, you know, as you know, reconciliation, you know, me trying to right my wrongs and telling God, Lord, you know, if you give me this second chance, I'm going to heal, you know, a million times the amount of women that I hurt if you give me this opportunity. And so I did it out of heart. I did it out of passion. You know, I didn't do it for money. It wasn't a career move. You know, uh-huh. I, wasn't a, I wasn't, you know, a comedian or an actor or somebody who's looking to, you know, cross over or make a career, but I wasn't, I was coming out of the streets, you know, I was a drug dealer that, you know, changed my life, and so, you know, I didn't have any marketing money, I didn't have any marketing skills, and so I just did it on pure passion, and, you know, I guess God saw my heart, and, and he took it to to the next level. Now, you were 23 when you wrote this book, right? I was 22. 22. Okay, now, from 22 to now, is there a lot of things that you would have put in the book since then, since you've grown up and got a little bit more mature? Not at all. Not at all. And that's the thing that, you know, wisdom doesn't come with age. Experience comes with age. But mm-hmm. wisdom comes wisdom comes from God. So technically, what I wrote at 22 said just as much and in some parts more than what Steve Harvey wrote at 52. It wow. said just as it said just as much and in some places more than what, you know, Gary Chapman and some of the other major relationship coaches were saying in their book. And it, and for the most part, it was a lot more real because it was relevant. It was a right now word. It was what the females were really facing, you know, in this day and age with a modern day player, you know, a modern day organized pimp. That's where it was coming from. So, you know, it was up to date. And and even now when I look back over the book and I just re-released it again, I took a chapter out of it and I got it edited, you know, re-edited, and I just, you know, we're putting it back out now um, mm-hmm. just to sell, just on something small. I'm not going to really market it. It's just on my site. And um, But even now, it's nothing I could change because, you know, the game don't change. Old dogs ain't doing new tricks. It's just that females have to catch up and learn what the trick's being played on. Got you, got you. You know, I like how you said that. That was one of your tweets um, not too long ago as well about dogs and new tricks. I like that. Um, yeah. All right. I'm, I'm excited because I know that you wrote another one called Reclaiming Your Youth. 
and it talks about your your rebellious teenage years. Tell us about that one. Uh, Reclaiming Our Youth, that's that's really um, a book. It's just kind of talking about the life side. The, the relationship book just dealt with what I was doing in relationships as far as cheating and, you know, being abusive and controlling and manipulative. And so Reclaiming Our Youth was talking about the side of, you know, selling drugs and stealing and being caught up in the wrong crowd and things like that and having to lose it all before I found my gift. So what I'm doing in there is telling the youth, you know, teaching the youth, you know, how to identify their gifts, how to market their talents, how to use their talents for God, you know, to be abstinent, uh, to obey their parents, just giving them real, you know, life lessons, but kind of being that mediator. So I'm I'm talking, you know, to the parents from, from the youth and to the youth from the parents, just kind of being that mediator and, uh, you know, I wrote that book, I believe, at 23, and um, just, you know, just poured my heart into that also. Goodness. Now, you wrote a book at 22 and at 23. Are you planning on writing anymore? Yeah. I mean, I wrote some other books, and I went into ghostwriting after that, writing for, you know, athletes and just everyday everyday average people who had a story to tell. And um, and I wrote a couple others that I haven't released, and um, now we're getting ready you know, we're selling my next book, which is called Husband Husband Material, which it'll go a little deeper. It'll be a little more, you know, detailed, a um, little, little bit more specific. And um, so we're in the process of selling that right now. And um, and I also wrote Wifey Material, but I haven't really released, I haven't released it yet, um, you know, to the public, but I do plan to. Okay. Are both Husband Material and Wifey Material uh step-by-step guide on how to be that individual, how to be a wife, and how to be a husband? Husband material, both of them are actually to women, and it's just because of how the, you know, the market is. You know, they don't advise you to write books to men until you've built the base or foundation, you know, uh-huh. and, you know, of women first because women are 75% of the readers. So yeah. um, but husband material is basically – teaching a woman how to understand a man but also understand herself and position herself and prepare herself to attract a real man. And uh, and wife material is, is, is along the same lines, but it's a little different. Um, it's probably something I'll just release as an e-book or give away free, you know, something like that. Okay, okay. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break um, and play some Athena Renee, but when we come back, I want to get into your life and love relationship coaching and how you're doing your motivational speaking, um, that's really huge for us. I mean, to go from the life that you led and to become a motivational speaker and a life and love coach, that's um, that's phenomenal to be able to give someone advice about their life, especially since you went through so much in your own. A lot of people don't have that um, tenacity to feel comfortable doing that because they feel so convicted about their past. So we're going to go into that a little bit after um, we hear Athena Renee. And this is Hear Me. She was on the show two weeks ago. And if you have questions or comments for Tony Gaskins, give us a call, 646-378-0442. Again, that's 646-378-0442. Don't go anywhere. Be right back.
on my mind and it's driving my mind out of control. Do me like whoa, I'm like me a more, me a more, move to grab this horse by Lord, no door. I'm gonna do it like a map, I'm on the sidewalk. Shaking up the streets, your girlfriend's gonna have a song. I'm like, I'm like a guy that's riding on my unicorn, blowing my horns while people throwing corn. Be like, I seen a Renee, I seen a Renee, you come to and save the day. I'm like, oh, I come to and I save the day. I'm like, oh, we to do it. I just want to, you know, write the book and get the message out, and it kind of just comes with being an author. You know, um, when you become an author, you enter into a very small percentage of people, you know, that write a book, and some people even say it's one of the second, you know, the second most respectable, you know, thing or job title, and um, it's being taught in the media. You know, the media accepts authors as Experts. I mean, if you write a book and they can see a cover and they can open and they can see words on a page, they may not even read the book. You know, my book was shown to 15 million on Tyra Banks' show, and they never even read it, you know, and uh-huh. just, be, just because I wrote it. So it kind of thrust you in there. Write, writing a book is like a lead-generating tool. So that's what, you know, thrust me into coaching and to speaking because people get the book and they say, hey, can you come speak to at our college, you know, on this subject, on relationships, and then do a book signing. Or women read the book and they say, hey, um, I read this, but I have a lot more questions that's more, you know, intricate or detailed, so can I set up a call with you or come meet you? And so, it, you know, it just snowball effect. Okay, okay. Now, when you're speaking um, to those groups of people, as an expert, because you wrote this book, what are some of the things that you're telling them? What message are they getting from you? I really try to teach real love and just break down, you know, the things that we've been taught. You know, so many people think love hurts. So many people think love is pain. And I'm breaking those things down, you know, knocking them out, dispelling those myths and teaching about real love because I understood, you know, being in a relationship that hurts. And I thought love hurt, and I thought love was pain. I thought that it came with tears and crying and all of that. But those, in those instances and in those times that we're experiencing that, the person that's making us cry or that's hurting us, they're not doing that out of love. You know, they're doing that out of either self-hate or hatred for you, you know, or insecurity. And so I teach real love, you know, teaching men that our greatest strength is gentleness with a woman and teaching women that in order for a man to respect you, you first have to respect yourself, but really teaching what that is. Because a lot of women say, hey, I respect myself, but, you know, they're having sex before marriage or they're having sex in the first month or on the first date or, you know, they're giving a man money or they're letting them yell at them when when they're arguing or curse at them or, you know, but yet they say, I respect myself. So I really break it down, you know, and make it plain and, um, you know, help individuals build real love, the type of love that me and my wife have now. And all that we grew into. 
Okay. Now, with music videos, movies, television, I mean, there's so much around us that are showing us what love is supposed to be, a little drama, and that's excitement and all that. I mean, you don't have any, do you have any people who listen to you that kind of try to contradict what you're saying or throw some questions at you that, like, that's not what I'm seeing, so that's why I don't believe that that's true. Right, right. I mean, really what I I speak on is, what I like to call non-negotiable knowledge. So uh-huh. basically, I'm not I'm drawing things that are fact because they've been proven over and over and over, but uh-huh. also giving them the knowledge that there are exceptions to the rule, just like there's exceptions to every rule. So sometimes uh-huh. you may you may see an exception, but then if even if you think you see an exception, I'll challenge what you think is an exception. And so and then show you that really you're seeing the rule, but you just don't know it yet, you know. And so I teach on non-negotiable knowledge, things that can be, you know, pressed down to the ground and they'll still rise again and just giving, you know, unadulterated truth. And, and it's coming not from me but wisdom from God because I'm young, I'm country, you know. Mm-hmm. I, don't have a, I don't have a degree. I didn't get training in this. So for me mm-hmm. to get paid, you know, and to travel the country, and to teach people, some people close to three times my age, I know that it's not me. It's God, and he's using me, and he's giving me this platform. Because there's a lot of guys there's a lot of guys that's in my field that wrote better books than mine, you know, that are smarter than me, that talk more proper than me, that have bachelor's degrees and master's degrees, but they their brand is not even half the size of mine. So I know that it's been the favor of God, you know, that is, elevated me and took me to another level. So I'm 100% confident in everything that I say. And I always tell people, I don't have to debate what I know. And you don't have to listen to me because I trust and I know that life is the greatest teacher, but it gives the test first and the lesson after. So I'm here to give you the lesson. And if you don't want to listen to the lesson, life's going to give you a test. And you're going to fail, and then you're going to have to learn the lesson. So although I have to put a disclaimer and say that, hey, what I'm telling you, you can't take it to the bank, don't hold it against me, this is just my opinion, but truth mm-hmm. be told, truth be told, if I tell you something, if I, like my daddy tell me, if I tell you an ant could pull a train, you better give him a chain. If I, <laughs> and, 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 and that's. That's that's the type of passion that I take to my coaching, and and I'm not afraid to say I don't know. You know, I don't, I'm not afraid to say I don't know. But if I say it, I believe it, and I put everything in my bank account and every limb on my body on it, and I and I feel that way because I'm in tune with God and I'm letting Him speak through me and use me. Wow, wow, I love where you're going with that. I just I I can't even. Oh my yeah, goodness, that was, that was powerful, man. All that right, powerful, so. Man. I really want to use this time right now to 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 seduce you for as much information as we possibly can in such a short amount of time. I really want to know from your perspective because I'm I'm sure that you you I mean you tweet often. I'm sure that you you're familiar with what's going on in the world right now. From what you're seeing from our demographic of individuals between 18 and and 30, let's just go with that, young people. Um. What advice do you have when it comes to life and relationships for young people that they could use and harness and, and and bring to their own lives? You know what? I think we really have to stop letting the media dictate what we think life and love should be, and we mm-hmm. have to go to the to the blueprint. You know, so ninety percent of Americans believe in God, but who's actually going to God's book that He inspired to see? what he says about life and what he says about love and who he says you should be. And that's what I had to do as a 23-year-old man when I rededicated my life. I had to go to the book of life and see what does this book say about life? What is, what is my creator telling me I'm here for? And when I went to that book, I received wisdom that was way far beyond my years. I'm 27 years old. And I received wisdom that was far beyond my years and I understood then what really life is supposed to be, what love is supposed to be, and my purpose. And so we have to go back to the start. We have to go back to our first love. We have to go back 
to the beginning, and we have to build on a real foundation, you know, cut out all the, the facades and all the, the sexually charged, you know, society that we live in and really get to the basics. And that's what I tell people, understand and take the time to learn. And if you don't know and you under the sound of my voice, then you've had this cosmic collision or this divine intervention for a reason. Now you've been connected with somebody who knows what real love is and who knows what the true meaning of life is. And if you don't take heed or you don't reach out to find out more and invest in yourself, you know, invest in yourself, then guess what? You can't blame any anybody else because our life is a product of our decisions, not our conditions. So it doesn't matter where you've grown up, who you're around, what you see, you have a decision. Just like if you're listening to this right now, you have a decision or whether you want to reach out to seek wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So that's the thing. We have to go back to the basics, you know, really learn love, really learn life. And to be honest with you, it's in the book of life. So if you believe in God, then believe in what he inspired in, in that book. Wow, wow. That I mean, that's so true. Now, with everything that you're doing, I'm sure even to, to to this day, you probably are being faced with a lot of adversity, overcoming a lot of obstacles. Um, what are some of the obstacles that you're overcoming right now by building your brand and getting people to understand that it's all God and that they need to read the book and they need to live a a, a a prosperous and destined life versus what they're accustomed to. Are you facing any obstacles right now? Yes, I am. You know, I mean, it's kind of been ingrained in American society that the older you are, the wiser you are. But it's a lot of old fools. And, you know, it's a lot of men that's in their, in their 50s, you know, that I'm wiser than, that I'm more mature than, that I've, you know, been able to now live my life faithful to one woman, which really is what makes you a man. And there's guys who still 50, 60, 70, 80 years old who still haven't conquered that feat. And But in America, you know, if you're young, you got to be dumb and full of calm. And so you can't, you can't know nothing, you know, if you don't, or if you don't have a degree or a master's degree or a Ph.D. or the whole, al- or the whole alphabet behind your name, you can't know nothing. And see how I'm saying? See how I'm saying? You can't know nothing. That's bad English. That's bad grammar. So because of that, people people confuse people confuse knowledge with wisdom. You know what I'm saying? They confuse book smarts with with wisdom, which is really gonna drive your life forward. So I could sit here and know I'm using a double negative, but if that's what I know, that's how I talk. But yet I still know how to live life. So what I'm facing is the industry saying, "Is he too black? Is he too country? Is he too young?" you know, to to get on television and to sit down and tell me what I need to do with my life, you know. And so a lot of times people just ain't ready to listen. And, I mean, we look at Steve Harvey, and I respect Steve, and he's doing great things, and every time he get a chance, he give God the glory. And I respect that like crazy. But Steve, he traveling the country. He got a radio show, and he telling you a bunch of relationship stuff, which is all good stuff. I pretty much agree with everything I've heard him say. I don't really think I've heard him say anything. Besides, and, and his 90-day rule that he got in his book that is now famous, you know, that he published in 2009, guess what? The 90-day rule was founded and started in my book in 2007. Uh. And, and my book was heavily, heavily pushed to Steve Harvey's show. They heard of the title. They maybe even read the book, either him or his ghostwriter, and it, and they could have planted a seed in what created his 90-day rule because I called it the three-month rule. And so, but then it's been taken and it's kind of been twisted. It's been taken out of context. But or if he came up with it with it, if he came up with it himself, then what does that say? Does a 22-year-old think like a 52-year-old, or is that a 52-year-old thinking like a 22-year-old? The fact that we have the same exact concept, which is a 90-day rule, which mine basically says it don't say have sex with a man after 90 days, but it says that if he's with you 90 days and he gives you his time every single day and he's not getting nothing in return and he's not focusing on sex, then that's a good indication that you will know that he's serious. And then you can start taking him serious. That don't mean open your legs on day 91. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But But because Steve is 52, 
he can be accepted. So people can sit and they can listen to Steve, and I hear him talk about stuff that I can expound on a whole lot more and, and go into details more and bring another angle and really, you know, make it practical and break it down. But because I'm 27, you know, I, I face that, you know, that boundary. But I realize, you know, um, I'm, I have to go where I'm celebrated, not where I'm tolerated. So I'm doing what I can with, with, with what I have. Okay. And, um, okay. And then, and, and you know what? I won't. I won't let it out. I mean, I'm still facing the normal temptation that a man faces. You know, of being being greedy. You know, not not trying to make too much money, not trying to get caught up in the money, but under keeping the purpose at the core of it. And then also being faced with a lot of females. You know, females constantly coming. They constantly coming. You. I'm sure they are now that you wrote. You've written a book. I mean, I just know from firsthand that you know. A lot. I have a friend of mine who wrote a book as well, and once he put that book out and it's supposed to be helping the women, it seemed like the women came even harder. How are you dealing with that? Because you're giving out advice on how, you know, women should avoid the game plan from these men, but doesn't that make you a target for them? Because they're thinking that, oh, you know, he's giving the game out, he's changed. Hopefully I can catch him before he gets too reformed. Yeah, you're right, and that it makes it puts a huge bullseye on my chest, and and a lot of a lot of dudes be like, oh, he's just doing it for the women. He's doing it so he can get more butt, you know. And if I if I wasn't saved, or if I if I hadn't rededicated my life, if I hadn't been through what I've already been through, and understand the wrath of God, and understand what it feels like to hit rock bottom, then I would be taking advantage of it, you know. But because I've been changed. And because I had to climb the mountain, you know, to get to get to the top, to where I have a platform to speak, I know the struggle, you know. So I know the struggle. So when women come at me, I take and I I use it, you know, for my advantage. And what I do is I use that opportunity to show them that there are real men in the world, there are faithful men in the world, there are good men in the world, and the root and the foundation of a good man is Jesus Christ, is God. And so I help them believe, you know, in in God through me. And then I also take and then I have them become a mouthpiece. You know, they become word of mouth. So they're able to say, they're able to go to the world and say, hey, Tony Gaskin's real. And there's been so many models that's from the magazines in them thongs that's all down that has 25,000, 30,000 followers that have, you know, talked to me, you know, in the wee hours of the night, getting coaching or on or online or in the DM or in the email. And then because I never came at them, because I never tried to sleep with them, but I just gave them the game, real raw, blood raw, they've turned around and they've told they 30,000, 50,000 or a million followers, Tony Gaskins is a real dude. He real at what he do. And so that right there, that, that's what keeps me faithful. I, I, I can look down and see how far the fall would be. If I if I get caught in a sex scandal or cheating on my wife, yeah, because you have to set an example for those people that look up to you, and by you putting yourself out there like that, it's kind of hard for you to really trip up and make a mistake, and everybody see that. Right, you're right. All right, well, tell us what you got coming up. Um, I know you said you got a new book coming out. Uh, what else? What other projects are you currently working on? Uh, we in development of a couple of reality shows, a talk show, and then um, a reality show, relationship-based. Um, I signed away like four shows to a production company in L.A., and um, they also have, you know, the rights to the movie of my life. So all those things are just slowly, you know, being developed and um, along with the, the new book. And uh, outside of just TV and film and uh, the literary world, you know, just just continuing to you know just build, just build my businesses and consulting and coaching, and um, so I'm really going to tap into everything I can. Tomorrow isn't promised. Five years from now isn't promised. So you know, knowing where I come from and knowing what my weaknesses are, I got to stay 100% focused. So all the free time I have outside of my wife and my son, you know, I'm grinding. I'm grinding. I'm I'm, I'm doing a little bit of everything. Probably going to start a music label. Just going to on today, a good meeting about that, and so everything I can get my hand in, I'm doing it. 
Wow, that's blessed. That is so blessed. Okay, with everything that you have going on and everything that you've been through, I mean, from, you know, living a life that was not so admirable to changing things around and then inspiring and motivating so many people, including those 72,000 people following you on Twitter, I want to know what's your advice for anyone who happens to be listening tonight that wants to follow in your footsteps? And, and start building on their brand and start inspiring people through their own experiences, what advice can you give to them? Well, I mean, first I'll say there's nothing to it but to do it. And after after that, I would say, you know, hire a mentor, you know, get a mentor or a consultant. I say hire, and I say that because when you pay for services, you sowing into your life and you reap what you sow. If you come and asking for something for free, and you're going to get what you pay for. And, you know, basically in this day and age, a lot of people saying, hey, will you be my mentor, which really means, that's a hashtag on Twitter, really means, uh, <laughs> which, which, really, which really means can I pretend to listen to you so you can get me where I got to go and then I act like I ain't never knew you. Oh. And that's, the, that's what will you be my mentor mean now. So for me, when I, I don't go to nobody asking them for nothing unless I'm breaking bread because I know in this society money talks and time is money. So I don't ask nobody for nothing for free. I talked to a lady today who I'm asking her, can she give me some advice in the game? And I say, I'll pay for your time. All I need, 15, 30 minutes. And, you know, nine or ten times they're going to turn it down or if they're not no life coach or no consultant. But me, I'm a life coach and a consultant. You know, that's that's my day job. So, I say hire you a coach, hire you somebody that has a network, not somebody who just has it in their bio, but somebody who has done what you're trying to do and they have a network. So I give my clients way more than what they're paying for because I have connections to anybody they could possibly think about reaching. Praise be to God because of the network I've built. And so from there, from there, I say connect your gifts, identify your gifts, and if you can't identify them, then just become a servant. Because like Martin Luther King say, anybody can be great because anybody can serve. So it's not about fame. It's not about fortune. This is about service. And service is what leaves a legacy. When we look at Gandhi, when we look at Martin Luther King, when we look at Mother Teresa, they serve. And we'll never forget those people because they were service, not because they were billionaires. But, and, and they weren't billionaires, but because they were servants. So if you want to be remembered, if you want to live a life of significance and not just be a Social Security number, then connect your gifts to a purpose and become a servant. And being a servant means being humble. Mm. Thank you so, so much for everything that you just said. We really, truly appreciate you coming on this show. You have no idea just how much you've inspired me, myself. So I know you inspired our listeners. Um, touching on the fact that you don't have a college degree, but yet you're throwing out so much wisdom, it's not even funny. So it's like it doesn't even matter. You forget all that other stuff, all that irrelevant stuff, when you actually start touching on some real issues that we really need to talk about. So I want to say thank you so much. Everybody, you can check out Tony Gaskins at his website, TonyGaskins.com. Also, follow him on Twitter, at Tony Gaskins. Can they also purchase your books through your website as well? Yeah, yeah, TonyGaskins.com. Uh, it's on there. Okay, okay. Anywhere else they can get in touch with you? Are you on Facebook at all? You know what? I'm on Facebook, but I never check those messages. So on my site, it has the contact us. Um, page and in my email Tony at TonyGaskins um, dot com is on there and um, just reach out to me I'll work with you you know my coaching is on a sliding scale so you know if you unemployed then guess what that's a sliding scale and <laughs> if, if it's a if it's a dollar an hour you know but I believe in you investing in yourself and you make six figures you're not gonna pay the same as somebody that make twenty five thousand you know so. <laughs> I'm here for you. I help you. You know, don't come to me like my grandma say. Give me what got you here. Don't come to me. You know, trying, trying. You know, talking about free and all that, and you know, with, with yeah, yeah. You know, con, con, con correct, ready to sow, and and know that you sow, 
I'm going to water your seed, me and God. I'm going to give you all of my resources, everything that I got, every connection I have, and I'm going to help you get to where you're trying to go, guaranteed, hands down. And that, that's a part of my purpose is helping people identify their gifts, set goals, make a plan, and then hold them accountable. And uh, if I could come from what I come from and at 27 years old run two businesses and a nonprofit organization and be a celebrity life and relationship coach with no real certifications or degrees or anything, all because I dedicated my life to service and purpose, and I know anybody else can too. And because uh, a lot of people could come with that same passion, and they could have the paperwork to back it up. You know, they could have the, the letters behind their name. And uh, so, I definitely help you get there. Thank you so much, Tony. I really appreciate it. We have to keep in touch. If you have anything new coming out, let me know, especially with those books. I will definitely post on the website and tell everybody to make sure that they cop that. Um, I, I can't even begin to express just how appreciative we are to have you on the air tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great. Awesome. All right. Well, many blessings to you and your family. and Continue to do what you're doing. I'm going to continue to look at some tweets and get that inspiration to you, from you via Twitter. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, have a good night. All right, y'all too. All right. All right, everybody, that was Tony Gaffs on the air, Gaffs with Diva Radio. Didn't I tell you we are the baddest creative motivation? Y'all thought we were playing. We're not playing. <laughs> All right, go to his website, TonyGaskins.com. Also follow him on Twitter, Twitter at Tony Gaskins, and that's T-O-N-Y-G-A-S. K-I-N-S, okay? Do not trip. Follow him on Twitter and go to his website as soon as possible. Go ahead and cop those books as soon as you can, um, especially for the ladies. Y'all need to get those. And that is the first book is uh, Reclaiming Our Youth and the other one, What Daddy Should Have Told. And these are both books dedicated to inspiring you through his experiences and what he knows, whether it's in relationships or whether it's through his rebellious teenage years. He took his experiences and he turned them into a motivational tool to inspire other people. Not many people can say that they've done that. And the thing about it is that sometimes a lot of people want to keep the bad of their past under wraps. They don't want everybody to know that I was a dirty dude back in the day or I was a, I was a messed up chick back in the day. They don't want people to know that. They, but that's the thing that inspires people because you change. So that means it's a possibility for all of us to change whether young or old. And this young man, he he's 27 now, but he did all that when he was 23. So he changed his whole life around and dedicated it to Christ and living his life right and decided to take that motivation and share it with the world. And that's exactly what Gap2D is all about. It's about having those flaws from the past, learning from those experiences, and using that knowledge to put seeds into everyone else that you come across. Because we're all about motivating and inspiring each other through our own experiences. Nobody is perfect. However, reaching perfection means that you're trying to teach other people, this is what I've been through, this is what happened to me, and this is how you're going to learn from that experience. If you ever notice, like my, my prime example is that my mother had three girls. I was the oldest, and I have two younger sisters. For all the dirt that I did in the past, my my middle sister might have did a little bit of it, but my younger sister didn't do any of it because she had two people to learn from. So if she would have made the same mistakes that I made, she would have been dumb. Because <laughs> seriously, because you have two people to set the example of how you do things right in front of you. So you're learning. You're learning. Okay, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm going to get in trouble. If I do this, I'm going to get in trouble. Oh, see there? She got in trouble for doing that. So I know that's not something I'm supposed to be doing. Now, if every person passed the knowledge down from their experiences on to the next person, do you know how many people would be able to make mistakes? Because they would already know. It's so inspiring. I can't even believe it. Y'all, check me out. I'm going to go to the Meet Your Tweet event this Friday at Visions Ultra Lounge here in Richmond, Virginia. And that Meet Your Tweet event is Miss Proper's album release party, so y'all need to be there. I'm also going to Pop, uh, Popkins Tavern 
for the Tamir Rock Art Show. He's showing his new collection, and I cannot wait to give y'all pictures and photos of some of the style fashion finds that I find when I go this week. It's going to be a really, really busy season for Gap 2 Diva this summer, but that's okay. If you are listening right now, make sure that you nominate me for Style Week's Top 40 Under 40. Yeah. Okay, because Gap 2 Diva is going for that. I want the top spot. Give it to me. You want the top spot. God, please let this happen for me. All right, that's a big milestone in my career, and I just cannot wait to receive that blessing. I know it's going to be good. But in the meantime, check me out at www.gap2diva.com. Follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash gap2diva, facebook.com slash gap2diva. I'm also on YouTube, y'all. Look at my channel, youtube.com slash gap2diva for gap2diva TV. On Thursday, we're going to have Carolina Quick, our feature artist of the week. And he's straight from North Carolina. No, no. Yeah, ad libs suck. <laughs> <laughs> he's straight from North Carolina. He's our feature artist of the week. We worked with him with Revelations and Sunset. So I can't wait to reconvene and talk to him about what he has coming, especially his new songs, his new music that he has out now. Um, I, I hope you guys are motivated and inspired by Tony Gaskins. If you have any questions or comments for me about today's show, you can email me at gaptoothdiva at hotmail.com. That's G-A-P-T-O-O-T-H-D-I-V-A. All right, you have tuned in to the baddest creative motivation. And as I always love to tell my people, dream as if you live forever, live as if you'll die today. This was Gaptoothdiva Radio, and we out of here. I'm a diva. I'm a 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 I'm a diva. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.